It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern Northern News! Welcome to Northern News, episode 16. Sweet 16, they say. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound great, does it, actually? No, no, no. Ooh, no. Sweet 16. What no, a way to start an episode. <laughs> oh, well, um, Amy. Hello. Tell me, please, what have you been up to this week? What's going on in your life? I tell you what, I have found something uh, that I love. Oh. And I've never done it before. And uh, I did it once and I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Uh, I went to Aquafit. Oh, what the, um, like you're in the pool? You're in the pool, you're mm-hmm. doing your exercises. It's you. It's like three to four elderly women yep. and like some people that are in recovery from serious injuries. <laughs> That's my kind of gang. It's my kind of vibe. Yeah. But they put on some Ibiza classics, way too loud and it's so echoey in the swimming pool. It's just a noise, but it sort of sends you into a trance. Yeah. Into like a sort of, like a fever dream trance. And because um, there were so few of us doing this class, we were all in one line, all facing the instructor, Monica, right? Now, Monica's really going for it. So I'm trying to match Monica. I'm, I'm, I'm very keen on doing things on the beat. So even when it's very <laughs> difficult, like I'm, like I'm really going for it, and I'm thinking, bloody hell, this is so difficult. Because I'm like really trying to do it the same as she's doing it mm. on dry land. Yeah. But yeah, she's got an advantage, actually. She's got an advantage. 
bam, bam, matching. And I'm like, absolutely panting. I'm like, this is the best workout I've ever done. And then I look down the line and bless them. They're not even like doing the moves. One yeah. one woman's just floating on the back. <laughs> and I'm like, like really like pumping, like lunging and pumping. But because I'd never done it before, I didn't realise that a lot of it is like, you sort of like in the, stood up straight or jumping and then you're going into the water mm. like like squatting and then you're jumping and then you're squatting and <laughs> my swimming costume I've realised wasn't ideal for this activity oh, no. and <laughs> there was this like everyone in the pool was female but there was this lifeguard who maybe looked about 19 and uh I hope I didn't look. I didn't make eye contact with him afterwards. But I hope he didn't see. There was a few moments where uh, both boobs had come completely out, <laughs> and my boobs were clapping in the air. <laughs> they were enjoying themselves. They were having a lovely time. I've never experienced freedom like it. But both I sort of out. jump up, and they do a little. <laughs> Do a little clap. But do you know what? Because I was getting so into it in this trance with this music, there was a point where I was like, if Monica was like, three more. And I was like, right, they're both out, but I just want to get to the end of the sets. (laughs) And afterwards, uh, she said to me, it's the only compliment I've ever had from any kind of sporting activity. Afterwards, she was like, you're a very hard worker. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am, because both of my breasts were out and I finished the reps. Did she? Did she notice? I don't think. I don't think they would have noticed because there's so much splashing and stuff. Yeah, but I don't. I felt like you couldn't see it. Maybe it was completely obvious the entire time. Yeah, because I, I, I thought she was like implying that was going to be a compliment. Like you just don't care. You just let them out. They're involved in the workout as well. Yeah. They've never clapped before. I've never had that experience. Mm. It was something to try wonderful. next time you're in the theatre. At the end of the show. <laughs> you have to go from quite a squat to quite a... Mm. But I'd do it. Yeah. I'll do it. That'd distract you if you're doing the bow. <laughs> at the end, Just right? this woman <gasps> squatting and clapping with yeah. her tits. <laughs> really slowly. Right. Because they're getting angry. <laughs> Who's giving us that slow, sarcastic applause? <laughs> and like, oh, the opposite. She's really into the play. She loved it, actually. I thought that was very sarky. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that's that was it was brilliant. I am going to go again if they mm. let me back in. So any perverts, get yourself down to that pool. <laughs> Guaranteed nudity and I, a couple of people recovering well, from serious um, accidents, serious car crashes and stuff. I have bought a new swimming costume, so it won't be happening again. Okay, cancel that. Cancel that. Cancel all that. Ian, what have you been up to, please? Well, um, I had a little chat to you about this. I, I did a gig. And I was talking to a prison officer. I asked him if he'd ever met a cannibal. And he said, um, no, but there was chicken man. And I um, said, like, yeah, eating chickens doesn't sound like a big deal. And he said, um, he ate, he wasn't eating them. And immediately oh. everyone in the audience were all like, okay, there's, we've got a chicken fucker on our hands. Uh-oh. And luckily he's locked up. He's behind bars. The chickens are safe. But um, <laughs> a woman was very upset in the gig and she shouted out, um, no. That's animal abuse. And animal abuse is never funny. And I, I said I agreed with her on the first bit. Yeah. 100% that's animal abuse. Yes. You're not allowed to fuck a chicken. Nobody's denying that. No, no one in the audience no was one's like... No denying that. Y- you what? 
I'm going back home and apologising to his flock. Um, but I found it weirdly competitive. As soon as she said animal abuse is not funny, I couldn't stop talking about that chicken fucker. Listen, and I'm not condoning any um, bestiality. But You're not condoning I'm it? I'm not condoning it, sorry. Right, no, I just want to get that clear. Instead of saying that he fucked a chicken, maybe he can talk about his bird. You know, yeah, yeah. in that typical... Yeah, I was seeing this bird and yeah. uh, people didn't want me seeing her, you know. Um, they said it were wrong. She uh, had too many feathers. Just, just let's say I was very henpecked. But yeah, I, I must stress, I don't condone it. Yeah, unfortunately, Amy, um, that's all I've really been up to this week. Uh, that's a lot. about this old um, chicken lover. You've really thought about it and I appreciate that. Mm. It's pissing it down. What on earth has been happening in the north? Well, I've got a story from Annick in Northumberland. And, um, <laughs> That's what you're choosing to say, is Northumberland. It? Mm. I'm a big fan of um, getting Oh my God, I've only from. just got that it's north of the Humber. Oh, really? I guess so, yeah. Um, man shoots at couple with air gun after they fenced off home next to chip shop. There's a lot going on here, but um, there's a couple who erected a fence to protect themselves from errant fish and chip eaters. There's this fish and chip shop. The couple in the house next to it mm-hmm. didn't like all these people getting the fish and chips and then mingling outside. So they've put a fence around the house Yeah, and they've now been shot with an air gun. This is Stephen Williams, 57, and wife Christine, 50. Say a man appeared next to their home in Annick, pointed a gun at them. He fired and hit a wall, according to the couple. So they say it's been built on their own land, but that's disputed. The story's more complex than first mm. thought. They don't deserve to be shot at, of course. Yeah. But that fence is real bad. On Thursday, after we both got back from work, my husband went outside to work on the fence. Oh, he's not finished, to be fair to him. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I was sitting in a chair at the front, keeping him company, along with our dog. Suddenly, I saw a man on the other side of the road with a gun pointing directly at me. I screamed at Stephen, who moved me away as the shot was fired. Um, so just quick shout out to Stephen. He's done well there. Well done, Stephen. Uh, you, do you know Force Majeure? Oh, the film. There's like yes, an yeah, avalanche yeah, coming yeah, yeah, yeah. and the husband sort of runs away selfishly. And leaves And when they the all survive, wife, yeah. yeah, she's a bit like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stephen, in this situation, his wife's getting shot at and he's moved his wife away. He's like, get gone! I'll take the bullets! <laughs> and he's just taking them, <laughs> bop, 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 taking them in his chest. <laughs> no! Get in the house with a dog! And he's just, <laughs> just tacking, tacking bullets to his body. He's a hero. He is a hero and he's doing like an absolute exceptional male kind of stereotype. Like he's doing the, he's building a mm. fence. He's building not a white picket fence. He's it's a, a terrible guy, fence. He's the manliest guy I've ever heard of. He's out there on the street building a fence in the road. <laughs> but the, the best bit is, so they got fired at and then the quote is, then we heard cheers coming from the chip shop. <gasps> People, the chip shop customers and staff must hate these two. Yeah. Imagine getting shot at and then you're in a shop full of people go, hey! Well, the thing is, it does look, that fence does look like if someone was pushing like a wheelchair or a pram, they would have to mm. go into the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not cut and dry, this for me. Yeah. Constant rolling news on this story, please. <laughs> for tea ma'am can I tell you um, a sort of very different story of what I found oh yeah sometimes in the north where stereotypical where being stereotyped as being like 
a blanket of working class mm. in the north. And that is not true. You can get super, super rich, super, super posh people, mm. right? And I found a story. Harrogate is obviously one of the, the nicest, most yes. upper class places in the north, I would say. Yeah. I found a wonderful story from Harrogate, which I think really sums up, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's not exclusively how Harrogate is, but it's how I see Harrogate. So this is quite a posh story. Quite, I would well, yes, quite a sort of twee posh story. Pour yourself a little glass of uh, Malbec. Oh yeah, or sherry. Mm. In one of them small, one of them, they're basically shot glasses, but they're a bit more curvy. Mm, like an egg cup. Like an glass. egg cup. Get a bit of sherry in an egg cup mm. and settle down for this. Police seek man after designer scarf stolen in Harrogate. So you're like, there's a thief. No, even the way he stole the scarf is very middle class. So captured on CCTV, there's a couple in a restaurant and they find a scarf under their table. The man picks up the scarf, folds it. Oh. Love that he folds Mm. it. Folds it and pops it in his pocket. This is news. Yeah. This is big news. The thing is, it's a it's not a scarf as you and I would picture it. Oh god. It's a designer scarf. It's actually Alexander McQueen's scarf. Ooh. Which is a very thin, it's a very thin mm. sheer kind of material. It's okay. more of like a silk or satin. It's not mm. for warmth. It's purely for style. Oh. It's purely for the night's hard in Harrogate town. Really? Yeah, and somebody's somebody's left it in a restaurant. And this man, do you know what? I can totally imagine this. You know, if you like sat down and like, oh, that's a nice scarf. Someone's left it. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I don't I think do- it's a worse crime. The man, it, the man looks, I would say, 60. He isn't, I don't want to stereotype, he isn't the type of guy you'd look at and go, you, you'd wear Alexander McQueen. No. Sheer neckerchief. No, absolutely not. I think he's the sort of guy who would complain in a restaurant. He's wearing a beige jumper, he's got little glasses on, he's bald. And I think maybe he's gone, my wife will have that. Yeah. Now, the thing is, just to make it even more Harrogate, one of the things underneath the picture says, police have released a CCTV image of a man they would like to speak to after a scarf was stolen from a Harrogate restaurant. He put it in his pocket. He stole it. But instead of saying, this is the man who has the scarf, they'd like to speak to him just to find out what's going on there. They always say that as if if they don't want to spook, like, um, right, don't say, um, like, um, we're going to arrest him when he comes in. Don't say he's guilty, (laughs) otherwise he won't then come in. But as if he's going to read that and go, oh, they just want to have a chat. They just want to to talk about, I don't know, what I had at the meal. Yeah. They want my they want my Rex from the menu. He turns up to the police now. What do you have for your starter? Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> nice scarf, it, by the way. <laughs> is it when does it become stealing in your opinion, Amy? Because like you've gone to a restaurant, w- would they necessarily come back for it? That's the thing, isn't what it? What if you find something in a park, in a bush? Like, when can you just take something that's what if you find five pounds on the street? Are you allowed to pick that up? Or do you have to go to the police station about every single thing you find on the floor? I I always think if you find a wallet or a phone or keys, hand them in. Yeah. But then if it's something where you're like, this person isn't going to come back for this. I think it has to have a practical use. Mm. If you, yeah, 
phone. That's got all your personal information. Yeah. You need to make your phone calls. That's going to yeah. have um, a detrimental effect to your life. Yes. Wallet, same. Keys. You can't get in whatever those keys are for. Yeah. Well, have you ever Have you ever taken something? £20 on the floor of a tube station. And I thought I'd seen it, like, just fall. So I, like, picked it up and then I, like, tapped someone on the shoulder and was like, oh, is this, this yours? You dropped it. And I could see in their eyes it wasn't theirs. And they were like, um, yeah. And oh, took it. No. And I was like, ah, man. And there's a guy on a bench, like, next to me. And we both clocked each other's eyes and he just went, that definitely wasn't theirs. And I was like, I know, I know. Oh. Could have had that 20 quid. But um, I think that's I don't think I've ever taken an item of clothing that I found on on the streets. Probably got like um some furniture once, that kind of thing. Furniture? What you know, have you been someone, taking off the street? Someone will leave like a cabinet on the street sometimes. Right? You, have this. you know what I mean? Like wardrobe, you know, double bed. Out, you go out for milk, you come back with a couple of three-piece sweets, an office chair and a cabinet. Okay. Why? Well, have you not taken anything from the street ever? I don't think I have, you know. I don't like other people's stuff. Mm. I always Would you ever use eBay? On. I have used eBay. Mm. But they always come and they always, I get like clothes off eBay, but they always smell not bad, but just different. And then, yeah. I just, then I don't wear them. I, in lockdown, I become obsessed with finishing my original Pokemon card collection. <laughs> <laughs> I come on. Your original one, the cards. Yeah, I come on. <gasps> and I find myself with an almost finished um, first four like series of the Pokemon cards. And I was like, if these are finished, they're going to be worth a bit of moolah. Yeah. So um, I would go on eBay and I'd bid on try and get cheap, um, like the ones that I was missing. Some of some of them are getting a little bit pricey and stuff. But I I, um, I completed them all and then I sold them and I made uh, like just under a grand, just under a grand or something. What? On Pokemon cards. What? Because I had nearly full collections. How much did you have to spend on it though? I don't know. I probably would have spent Three like and a half grand? Um, four grand, two hundred quid. I <laughs> oh, maybe right, made like eight hundred quid profit. Profiterole. Profit because it's short for profiterole. Yeah. Anyway, can I just say I, I have found maybe not the exact scarf, but I found scarves like it. How much do you reckon the scarf was? Oh God, Alexander McQueen. Yeah. Like two hundred quid or something, isn't it? It's like we're designer. looking. We're looking about two hundred to three hundred quid for a scarf. Yeah. People have so much money. I know, it's mad, isn't it? I don't think... What's the most you've spent on an item of clothing? Mm, probably about 150 quid on some mm. um, vegan leather Doc Martin shoes. Oh, yeah. But I did wear them every day for four years. Yeah. So I think it's all right. What I got you? my Doc Martins on eBay because I wanted them already worn in because I was like, I can't yes. be asked to wore these fuckers I get it. in. I do get it. So I let someone else do that for me. But what I will say is um, it looks like I've got like... There's a slight difference in the size, only like <laughs> slightly, but it's like I'm wearing like a nine and a half and a ten or something, and a oh barely perceptible difference. But I can feel it just a oh. touch. But they they look nice. But I can't. I'm a bit OCD, so like I'll look down at my feet and think there's a little bit of no yeah. one else would care. But I'm like I'm living a fucking lie. Yeah, I'm walking in lies. Um, but they're broken in, so that's lovely. Yeah. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now it's time for our guest, Lou Sanders, who comes from Broadstairs in the south, the home of Broadstairs Dickens Festival, and in or around the third week of June, according to Wikipedia. And um, thanks for joining us, Lou. What's your favourite Dickens book? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> also, should I get out of the bathroom because it's probably quite echoey? I think that, I think it's fine to be in any room you want. No, I'll do my business another time. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I was just... Do was wipe just, if you need to. No, no, I was just getting my vitamin pills so I didn't forget them. But, right, let's talk about the North. Also, what's my favourite Dickens book? Hmm, hard to say what with me not having read any of them. <laughs> but Dickens Week is mad. People dress up as uh, Dickens characters and then there's a dragon called Clarence the Dragon and he mm. gets... He sort of goes up and down the town, sort of snapping away. <laughs> Why is there a dragon? Yeah. Does he have a dragon in his books? I don't think so. No, no, that's nothing to do with Dickens. A folk festival is just like a weird thing. Loads of men with beards move into the town and start singing. It's quite nice. Lou, do you have any relationship with the North? What is it? What is it? Oh, dear. Well, I went out with someone for five and a half years. We were engaged and he was from the North East and he was lush. And his family were one of my favourite families because they all speak to me now. But um, they were lovely, very northern at their heart. Were they from, so North East, so we're thinking like Newcastle where? North Allerton. No, no, not North Allerton. I made that up. It's not even, I made it up. (laughs) We'll get him on the podcast next week. <laughs> Do you know what? Hear their side of the story. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> it was about, it's about 40 minutes from Newcastle, 45 minutes, and it's Durham or somewhere like that. It's still very nice, actually. Yeah. Where friend of the show, Nish Kumar, went to university and told us about a flasher on a bridge. Yeah. Mm. Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> mm. Mm. Tony, he does what he does. There he is. Tony living his best life. Um, so you tour. So you must visit the North a fair bit. Is that is that fair? Yeah, and I don't think you can generalise, but I will just say that I went to Newcastle five days ago. I got in <laughs> at 4.30. Um, I saw three girls uh, with broken heels stumbling around like Bambi. I saw one man, he'd lost the oh bottom part God. of his ear from a fight and he wasn't that concerned. He was. <laughs> this is 4.30 in the afternoon and he's leaning over a wall and he's lost the bottom part of his ear 
I was immune to a lot of what was going on. Lloyd Griffiths was there as well, and he had to point it out to me. And um, there was one girl, this is after the gigs, this is more sort of, you know, time yeah. appropriate, about 11 p.m. We saw one girl being sick in the street, and her <laughs> mate was giving her a wedgie. <laughs> Newcastle is wild on a night out, I think. Oh, it's wild. Yeah, but then when I said it to people in Newcastle, some of them thought it was funny, another, and then uh, some of them, their face that fell, and you could tell they didn't love it. It's only this one little square. It's like where I come from, it's bad, like Margate sort of area. That'd be bad in one square. And people get so defensive, and I know you can't like generalize an area, but fuck me this square in newcastle to give a bit of balance last time i went to margate there's a man whose car was stuck in the sand because he'd driven down (laughs) to have sex with someone and i think the motion of their sex wedged the wheels in the sand (laughs) And and he couldn't get out and um he just it was by the tidal pools um and he just looked um we went in for a, as we went in for a swim he was trying to get it out and as we come out he was just head was slumped against a wheel just sad oh. <laughs> and that is a tough call to make to the aa <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but do you know what you tell me that story and i've never been prouder that's the, oh, that's there the you go. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an impulsive romantic act isn't it yeah that phone call just get down on can you beach. come and help me i fucked my car into the sand <laughs> I've thrust it right down. <laughs> the motion of the ocean, as it were. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> so I'm into it, but very. Di- you can't just say the north because every area is so different. Beautiful, mm. beautifully said, actually. And what about your hometown? Do you um, have you ever appeared in the in the newspaper? Yes. Well, when I was. Um, this is in my new book that's out soon. Um, when, <laughs> when, when I was about 13, me and Stacey were the only other vegetarian. We were the only two vegetarians that we knew of in our year. And the first years were having a medieval banquet and they were going to have a pig's head on a, oh a like God. a pig's head on a stick kind of thing. Mm. And we were like, this is outrageous. You know, when you're 13 and you're like, this is outrageous. You can't do this with vegetarians. And then, we were just like causing a bit of trouble and then my mum taught me the word autocracy so I marched into the headmaster's thing and went this is an autocracy and he's like what does that mean I "I don't know (laughs) and but anyway they stopped us having any kind of demonstration and then they were like, you can put one poster up in your form room. And we are like, Ugh. Anyway, and then the paper, it was a really slow news week in Broadstairs. Front page, they no. put, yeah, Dane Court makes a pig's ear of things. Oh, it's clever. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's clever. It's journalism at its best. <laughs> yeah. It's beefy. No, not beefy. No. <laughs> yeah. just, but that just goes to yeah. show how hard it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i've been in the papers maybe um a crossword clue as well oh, oh that is very good. cool you remember what the um the clue was to get you yeah which criminal was um <laughs> <laughs> no no i had no idea be good to be in the papers for something a bit more spicy though wouldn't it what's your dream article that's written about you um, heist. Oh, heist. oh yeah, yeah. Gets away with it so they don't know it's me. It's a picture of someone else. The, the Queen's jewels, because I'm not a royalist. Mm, the King's jewels? No, the dead <laughs> Queen's <laughs> jewels. <laughs> um, 
I've mentioned the Queen on stage, and pe- people don't like it. I talked about me and my girlfriend meeting um, during the Queen's Jubilee, and then I, I pointed up to the sky and screamed, "I miss you, Lizzie!" <laughs> and um, oh, that's good. People didn't people didn't enjoy that at all. Oh. Well, you've got to stop doing these Tory conference gigs. <laughs> Weren't you the keynote speaker at the funeral? <laughs> yeah, I was doing a bit of a funeral. <laughs> we miss you, Lizzie. <laughs> no, but I don't mind the North. <laughs> oh, that's nice. We'll use that, we'll use that as, a, as a, what's it called? A voice pop. Yeah. F- I don't know. Vox pops. We'll really Foxy just clip, clip it down to that, I think. Yeah, so we're, do. we're joined by Lou Sanders. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't mind the North. I don't mind the North. I think, uh, I think we've, we've, we've cracked it. We've yeah, done it. lovely. We've absolutely lovely done hear. it. And so you've <laughs> well got, done, everyone. Well done, everyone. You, you've got your book. You've got your book co- coming out. Just keep your eyes on it. Keep just your eyes Google on it, Lou Sanders book. Once a month, once a week. Oh, yeah, once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or follow me online and I dare say I'll mention it once or twice when it's out. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing it, Lou. It was lovely to chat to you. Lovely to speak to you. Have a nice day. See ya. Thanks, Lou. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Take your coat off to feel benefit. Ian, What's been going on in um, in your hometown of anybody? Ghoul. Ghoul has. Ghoul. Now, this was February 2023. It's recent. There was a power cut yeah. that meant 2,400 properties had no electricity. My family um, never mentioned this to me. Are they in that area? Maybe they got away... With it. What's your family's, the first bit of their postcode? DN14 is ghoul. Stupidly thought when you were saying DN145, I thought that was like the whole first bit and then there's no. going to be another three. Have you ever seen a postcode? I've seen one. I get it. I'm up to date with them all. I love it. I love the mm. most recent postcodes. What's the most <laughs> recent one? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have ways of remembering uh, your postcodes? Like... Um, like, I have to remember, like, people or whatever. So, like, an ex-boyfriend's was... Um, Why do you know your ex-boyfriend's postcode? For Deliveroo and stuff, Oh, yeah, fair enough, actually. Like, I remember his ended with JW, and I'd be like, John Wayne, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, why are you having to remember him? Don't you even remember people's postcodes? I remember, do you drive? like, the ones don't I've you, lived like, in. Put them in when you're driving somewhere quite frequently. Well, yeah, I don't drive a lot, though. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah. just think I'll remember the ones that I need for, like, deliveries. Yeah. I don't think I know my girlfriend's postcode. No. What about, do you get Ubers to her house? I live on Uber and driving, so I, yeah. know, I know postcodes. I know my postcodes. This is an article that's got a live blog attached to it. <gasps> two minutes past two, the power's out. 2.54, the power's been restored at the medical practice. Three or three... The power is restored everywhere. Oh, right. So, so that's one hour, one minute it went down. <laughs> and the blog is literally, it went out, it's bit of it's back on, it's all back on. Yeah. Whoa, and riveting. The, this is like a whole Daily Mail. Power's out in gold, get an article out now. It might not be back for an hour. I think I could do an hour without electricity. Go on then. <laughs> Go on then. This podcast has stopped. An hour of silence and we'd come back and be like, that was hard. (laughs) We've got feral. But I used to love a a power cut. You know when you used to get proper power cuts? I don't really remember getting like power cuts. Maybe just Google has terrible infrastructure. (laughs) 
Because the, the first, I remember some the first thing in a power cut, dad would like look out like the front door, go for the yeah. window, and you're trying to see like whether it's your house first off. Because if, if you're the only one, you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, right, everyone's got power, have they? Something's wrong. What bill haven't I paid? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this happened once where he looked out the window and all the lights were on on the opposite side of the street, <gasps> but one side of the street had a power cut. I didn't know streets could do that. That'd be gutting. Mm. If you can see everyone else are in the best time yeah, of their lives. All their electrical equipment. Fridge doors open. Yeah. <laughs> Ghetto blasters plugged in. <laughs> blasters. Getting stuff out of the Aren't fridge. Are they fam- famously like battery powered and not plugged into anything? Yeah, it doesn't mean they can't also have a battery product on. <laughs> I love that. In scrabbling for electronic devices, I said, have the fridge door open. And you've got a battery-powered Get one. Ghetto blaster in one hand, dildo in the other. Electric lights, no. I'm like, get your fridge door open. Get your ghetto blaster on. Yeah, I'm, I really struggled there. No, I yeah. struggle too. We both struggled. Yeah. But what well, a journey. Yeah. What and it's important journey. to remember, life is a struggle. Sometimes. <laughs> if you're listening, life is a struggle. And thank you for listening, and you're doing very well. We're all doing very well. Yeah, we're all doing well, just getting fucking through this shit. Just get through it. Have you heard who's died? Please, can I tell you what's happened in Hull? You can, I'd love that. Woman furious. Oh, <laughs> so, sounds like usual. <laughs> um, I don't mean that comment no, I've just made take, there, I mean, but it, I, I thought it would be funnily ironic. But um, I felt like you were quite quiet, and it made it feel like um, I, that was something I could just believe. I uh, sort of half responded before I'd fully let that sink in, and now I'm and now I'm furious. Yeah, now I'm the woman furious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to try and do it again. Don't leave it. Leave it, no. please. What's see, if you, see if about, you can sorry. guess the end of this. Oh, woman furious after nibbling, nibbling on a live chicken. Back to the cannibal no, stuff. No, no more chickens. Um, her nibbling her toenails, and she's found out they're made of metal. <laughs> you would be furious. She's like, what? What is this? Who has replaced my toenails and why? <laughs> <laughs> I would. That is I what you'd think, wouldn't it? Right, right. What's everybody yeah. getting here? Who's now? done it? Come on, own up. I know one of you's done it. Oh, you're very quiet, aren't you, Terry? Yeah. Sitting in the corner with a big bag of copper and a soldering iron. <laughs> Terry, have you knocked me out and put metal toenails on me again, Terry? No. No. Um, <sighs> no well, it's not. It's nothing to do with toenails. Woman furious after nibbling on rubber, and that's inverted commas, mm. so let's find out. On rubber in pack of Haribo from Hull Tesco. Haribos. This is similar Haribos. to, um, didn't you tell us on the podcast that you complained about some rubber in a meal and it yes, was a vanilla it was pod? Yes, a vanilla pod. So you, yes. probably, you probably read this story and you were like... Um, Preach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, love. Probably a vanilla pod. It's probably a vanilla pod. Well, that's what I... My immediate reaction is, yes, it's a vanilla pod. We've been there. I get it. I stand with you in solidarity. But then you look at the picture. Oh, God. I was thinking, like, a little bit of... Like, a little bit of black rubber. It looks like a... 
good old chunk. It's not like a tang fastic. It doesn't, does it? it? To give you a description, it looks like a sort of half-chewed Mauwam. Mm. Uh, so you, you could be, I would still probably eat that and probably just be like, chew it down, chew it down. <laughs> I swallowed it. Do you know what you I mean? Just, you just think, oh. After an hour of chewing through the plastic, <laughs> oh, God, I don't chew like this. Chew it down. I'd file it down on my metal, on my metal toenails. Chew it down. Uh, so, but Chantelle, thirty, received this from from the Tesco, and she thought it was a bit odd. She thought it was a oh, bit of an she? odd looking sweet. Yeah. So Chantelle, had, she'd seen it in the bag mm. and she'd noticed a white object, but assumed it was a rogue sweet that had been popped in the packet. Mm. Like I get that. I completely understand that. She thought it was from another area of the Haribo factory. Of course. It looks like a Mauam. Mm. However, when she nibbled on the object... Oh, I forgot the headline said the nibble. nibble. The nibble that tells a thousand tales. She nibbled on the object and she realised it was a piece of rubber. And she said she was completely put off. And that's, that's in quotation marks. So that's her words. She that's said, verbatim. Yeah, she was you, put off. She said that, and then she said immediately after. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> I was completely put off. Because <laughs> put, put off to me feels like a sort of phrase that is like not. You're not like completely finalized. against it. It's like, yeah. I was put off it. I was, I'll still I'm not, do it, not but, doing it, but I'm a bit put yes, off. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I was yeah. Completely, completely put off. Completely put off. Uh, so she she. She said it wasn't good enough. Once she said it's a health and safety risk. Mm-hmm. She's got a point. So she she didn't eat any more in the bag, and she what she wanted was a was an apology. She didn't want a refund. She wanted. She wanted an apology. I think yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. She's put. She's completely put off. Yeah. This thirty year old woman eating the sweets. Mm. <laughs> she was put off. I love the the level of judgment. <laughs> This thirty-year-old eating a bag of no, sweets. I mean, that's exactly what I do. But I just, it just in the article, it does say several times, Chantel, thirty, and it's like I think I feel yeah. like there's disdain coming from this article. And um, who does she want the apology from? Do you think from Tesco's, from Haribo's, from? I think um, from Haribo is where yeah. she's is is the root is the root cause of it, and she says. It's disgusting they haven't apologised. However, a spokesperson for Haribo said, we were very sorry to see that Chantelle has had a problem with her latest purchase and would like to share our sincere apologies. There's a comment section, of course, uh, and one of the comments, which I really love, just starts off, who cares? Who cares? I'd have just binned it and carried on eating the rest. A sauce leaked in a ready meal I bought. A yoghurt had a small hole in the lid, so mould had grown inside it. But rather than throwing a hissy fit, I just binned it. As annoying as it was, it's not even like the pack was ruined. It was a bit of rubber. But I'd understand if it had a rotting dead insect in it. Right, that, that's where I draw the line. A rotting uh, dead insect. It has insect. to be a rotting dead insect. Two, two likes, that's got. Uh, two people gone. Two people gone. Someone speaking some sense. Bloody lip. Finally. And I loved it if his list carried on for longer of the thing about like I had a yogurt. I had a yogurt with an hole in it. I had a ready meal. The sauce had leaked. Did I write the news of the world? No. I just got on with it because the only thing that will ever completely put me off is a rotting dead insect. 
Look, me and my wife had have had some problems. She had an affair <laughs> two years ago. She undermines me at every single opportunity. But do I complain? No. <laughs> but if she had a rotting dead insect in her hand, like, that's too far. You can go back to Kenneth if you love him so much. <laughs> the rotting dead insect of a man. So yeah. there you go. That's what's been happening in Hullion. Well, I think it's been a good old it's been a good old week for Hull and Ghoul, hasn't it? Hull and Ghoul. Hool. Gull. Let's combine them. Gull. Gull's nice. Gull. Gully hole. Gully hole. Gully hole. Well, if you're listening, um, the government, <laughs> we want to combine gull and gull. Oh, I can't even say it. Forget it. Forget about it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm okay. done. Thank you so much for listening. Of course. Thank you. And a big thanks to our guest, Lou Sanders. What a big thanks we're going to give to Lou for doing that. Mm. We haven't got a cancelled, which is good. Yep. Um, tried our best. We tried our best. Um, you can catch more of Lou on her fantastic podcast, Cuddle Club, which I've done, and it was lovely. It was like having a cuddle with Lou Sanders. People I haven't can, done it yet. Not yet, Ian, but I'm, you will have your moment in the sun. I'm an unpopular member of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes me. But yeah, thanks for coming on ours. <laughs> Calling yourself an unpopular member of a podcast when there's only two of us in it. It's like if you're if I'm not being your friend, that also means I don't have a friend in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can subscribe to Patreon and Apple Podcast subscription. You can basically subscribe anywhere. But those two are the main I think the only ones They're actually. They're the only two, yeah, for sure. But you'll get loads of bonus content. <laughs> I don't think I can speak normally anymore on this podcast. But you get loads of good stuff. Goodbye. Goodbye. Enjoy your lives. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.